These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the funniest people I know podcast and radio show. Happy holidays! Happy holidays, Will. Happy holidays? Yeah, it's Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. <laughs> what? It is. I love Christmas. <laughs> TJ looks surprised. That's why they've been decorating everywhere. Oh, oh! Happy it is that festivus time of year. to the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, so it's time for visiting your family. For eating too much food, for cozying up with a good book. Yeah. I went to visit my little sister, Katie. Her husband, Jesse, told me this story that I've been dying to share with you guys. He is an introvert, just a shy fellow. Yes. Charming is all get out, Mm -hmm. but very shy. My family lived in eastern Pennsylvania when I was in high school. I spent my senior year of high school in the town of Bethlehem, where peeps are made, and I got this job performing at birthday parties, which is something that I've been doing for many years. Okay. Like balloon animals and stuff? Exactly. This was a low-rent children's entertainment company. Oh, for children. Got it. It was owned by this couple. He was a drummer for some band, and he always answers the phone on the second ring. Oh, You know, kind of guy. What? <laughs> I didn't know that was a type. <laughs> I've never described somebody like that. It's like, tell me about TJ. I'm like, well, he always answers the phone on the second ring. <laughs> oh, got it. Say no more. <laughs> I know that. I understand type. that. <laughs> he was sort of like an out of touch Ari Gold. Okay. From, from Entourage. Entourage, yeah. So an agent, but, well, what we'll do is we'll send the Elmo and he'll do balloon animals and a song and dance. He would say whatever he needed to do to sell the thing. I love him. And then we would show up and do the show. His wife was Noodles the Clown. (laughs) What? Wait, hold on. This is in real life. They were a couple that owned these businesses together. Oh. And her character was Noodles the Clown because you could book a clown. She would talk very softly Mm. and very slowly and she would teach you. How to tie balloon animals. I think I remember that scene from The Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds familiar. Folks would book an entertainer for their kid's birthday party. Uh So I would come, I'd pick up the costume, the magic, the balloon animals, all this stuff. And I would show up, I would do it for an hour, I'd get 85 bucks, and I'd go home. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'd do two or three in a day. So for a high school kid, it was pretty good money. Yeah. They would pay the deposit up front to the agent, and then I would get cash from them when I would go do the job. Mm Mm-hmm. I was in all sorts of neighborhoods from big fancy corporate parties to everyone throws in $5 so they can pay my salary. This sounds like the great premise for our dark comedy. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I love I every minute of it. Me too. <laughs> also, we perform at my 40th. <laughs> yes. The best joke I ever wrote is you take a balloon, one uh-huh. of the long ones that you turn into animals. You blow it up and you say, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this into... Whatever you like. A dog. A, and halfway through, yeah. you let it go. Oh, my God. And it flies around the room. Sad. <laughs> Children lose their minds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I got. It's not going to happen Oh, again. because it makes that farting noise. I am a professional. And also, it flies all around the room. Oh, yeah. I get it. I pick it up, and I would blow it up again. And I'll go, okay, this time I'm really going to make you a dog. <laughs> and it flies over. I used to come in with magic tricks. I'd do the disappearing rose trick. I'd do the coloring book trick. Big hit. And 
this joke was so popular that I realized I'm working too hard. Yeah, I'd show yeah. up and do the balloon joke for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Just the same joke. You yeah. keep letting it go. Yeah. And the kids... Well, kid's like, hey, you can actually make balloon animals. Oh, yeah, nobody ever got a balloon. I used the same balloon for five years. Come back inside, kid. When I left Pennsylvania, my sister was there for college and would visit my parents on the weekends. And because they were broke and in college, they would pick up gigs. Mm-hmm. Katie got a job performing a singing telegram as a funky chicken. (laughs) The day of the show, my sister Katie gets sick. Oh, no. But they're broke. Oh, no. And they need the money. Yeah. So she turns to her, at that time, boyfriend and says, Jesse, I need you to go and perform as the funky chicken. Be the funky chicken. This is like a TV show. <laughs> Poor Jesse. My sister yeah. is five foot one. Yeah. Jesse is six two. Oh my gosh. How the costume fit them both, I can't imagine. It's like the magical pants. Yeah. The sisterhood of the traveling chicken costume. Yeah. <laughs> the whole idea with a singing telegram, it's a 15 minute show. I think you'd show up with a boom box and you were supposed to sing. Jesse doesn't sing. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What did he do? He shows up. He's got the boombox on his shoulder. He does the show, and it was so awkward and uncomfortable. Jesse has a bit of an Eeyore vibe sometimes. (laughs) He's very charming and nice to chat with, but he seems a little downtrodden sometimes. Depressed? A little bit. Oh, yeah. And we all have our moments. So his idea of having to show up as a funky chicken at the seemingly happy, silly, let's embarrass somebody moment, it's just not him. Mm-hmm. It was evidently so awkward and uncomfortable that the client called the agency <laughs> and asked for a refund. Oh, God. Oh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I want to write about this. I definitely think you should. I think it could be a short film. Though talking to you guys now, I'm thinking there could even be feature-length stuff yeah. here. I lived this experience as yeah. a children's entertainer. Mm-hmm. One time I showed up at a Christmas gig as Santa Claus, and I walked into the bathroom of a ballroom dance facility. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, as I came out of the stall as Santa, so did second Santa. Oh my god, like a movie. And we looked at each other like, wait, I'm, I'm Santa at this gig. So yeah. am I! The agent had double booked us, and there were oh, two Santas. No. What did y'all do? Well, we go to the woman Find who was out. running the party, and she goes, oh no, when she sees us both. And I said, well, I'm not going to leave until I get paid. Yeah. Because <laughs> I showed up, and how that's how it works. Same thing. They pay half the deposit to the agency, you get to keep the other half. I was going to get my hundred bucks. I was so broke. This is as broke as I've ever been it's in my life. It's the holiday. Santa needs some moolah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other Santa, well, I'm not leaving until I get paid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we did a choreographed dance. <laughs> what? And they had two Santas that night at their party. George, a short film ideally still needs an arc, right? Yes. Something should happen. Does the character change? Yes, somewhat. Or something should happen. It's either about an event or there should be a moment in which the person changed in some way. In this scenario, my logline is that unemployed man learns to be confident during the worst performance of his life. We actually get to watch this performance happen. Mm. It's the same premise in real life where the girlfriend is sick in bed and he's lacking job prospects at this point. No longer Jesse. It's the character in the play. She has a lead for him to get a job, someone she knows. And she says, just give him a call. But he's too shy. She's sick. They need money. She's supposed to go do this funky chicken thing. He says, you know what? I'm going to go. It goes horribly, horribly wrong. And we watch the whole thing. And we watch the whole thing. 
And then somehow I think his car needs to either get broken into or stolen because I really love the idea that he has to take an Uber dressed as the funky chicken. Yes. Yes. I want this man to then maybe have to go to a gas station and ask for directions for some reason. Well, I have this great chicken costume. Where else can I put Yeah, this? yeah. How do we make the day worse? That's right. He gets home. He has the cash. The girlfriend's sleeping in bed. He kisses her forehead. And I think at that point, he calls the man who he was afraid to call about the job and gets an interview. That sounds like the plot of a short film to me. That sounds right? great, yes. Any thoughts on how I might punch it up or how else we might shoot this thing? I'd make a, a TV series. Because, like, a TV I, series? <laughs> I would. I want more. Every episode he's doing a different gig. There yeah. might be some mileage to that. Yeah. I'd like to go ahead and write this chicken script. Yeah. We can read it on the show. The world will get a chance to see this because I'm going to make this film. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that's my 2020 resolution. DJ actually just made a short called Terry and Carrie. Yes. Yeah. Terry and Carrie drive Uber. Yeah, it's really funny. It's, it's really funny. We'll have to share it online. It's TJ's first short. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Thank TJ. You. That's yeah. really huge, man. It is time, folks, for a very special holiday edition of TJ's List. Okay, everyone. Here is my holiday gift guide for 2019. Let me start off with number one, a bamboo squatty potty. <laughs> $70 on Amazon. You can get this nice, fancy squatty potty okay, so, in your bathroom. I'm sorry, TJ. But... Wait, who's talking? <laughs> Alex just got here. Oh, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> she walks in the door and immediately with grabs the microphone. <laughs> hot chocolate in one hand, a microphone in the other. It's like, hold up. Uh-huh. Hold up, hold up. I guess we'll continue this in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just heard holiday, mm. and that made me think of, we just had Thanksgiving and we just celebrated all that and I don't know about you guys in here but going back home going to Louisville for the holidays Mm. is a lot yeah Yeah. just going home for the holidays sometimes could be a lot even if it's local even if you're just going down the street to your mom and dad's uncles aunties whoever and I was just thinking how are we coping with these people um, <laughs> <These people. laughs> you know, no, I, I love them all, but it made me think of a list. TJ always does really good lists, and I was inspired to do always, a list. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I thought I should interrupt. <laughs> always, so you get here just in time. Just to, in time. To, to take over Hijack. TJ's list. Take yes. over TJ's list with my own list, if I may. Uh, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Alex's list it is. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, what's your list, Alex? This is ways to cope with your family during the holidays. Uh, it's short. First, I would suggest. Keep a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. You know when you're with your mom, you're meeting up with your mom and your dad or your parents, whoever took care of you for the holidays that like you're in town. <laughs> that person that carried you from the bassinet to, <laughs> Adela, I don't know, is that how babies come? Uh-huh. Yeah, babies come from bassinet. bassinet. <laughs> Always. What? That's like the stork. I don't know. Anyway. point is, It's a little basket that you put on top of a basset hound. So that ba- babies can ride. It's it's very posh in the Upper West Side. I know what you're talking about. And in Montauk. Yeah. No, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. A bassinet, hanging with your guardians, the people that raised you. Fancy. Sometimes, exactly, we're bougie. Uh-huh. Sometimes they get to that point where they're just nagging you about everything in your life. They have so many questions. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You drove too fast. Ah, my blood pressure. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to be a lot. So I like to have a tight schedule because when it gets to the peak of the nagging, I can mm. Like, oh, I have that cocktail party for the theater people I used to go to college with. We're going to have to wrap it up. Uh-huh. And it just always slides in. Now, do I get a little flack on the back end from my parents from it? Like, oh, you always leave. 
Yeah, but I need peace of mind, so yeah. bye. I think that's a great that's a party one. trick. Yep. You know, just keep a busy schedule. Mm. Keep a tight Don't schedule. Don't overstay. Mm. All right, what else? Alcohol or herbs, whatever. Keep them close by. <laughs> um, Agreed. At home for the holidays, I'm visiting my family and... My dad, that's the family member will say it is. It was him. He mentions <laughs> that I didn't invite him to my wedding, which is not true. <laughs> Mom has, had a plus one. Right? You know, she she has, just chose not, not she you. Has, you know, she done moved on. Things is yeah. different. Living her best life. So it was nice to have that nice sangria that my aunt made handy to just keep sipping and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just something to have handy to just make the mm-hmm easier just come out because i was ready but i was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we're good we're good and last but not least i would also like to say if you're visiting your family you're going back home after moving out of town so you're going back to your hometown for the holidays mm-hmm. i like trolling people <laughs> and- online no, but my family always likes to mention, like, when you coming back home, like, you know, no, nothing's down there in Atlanta. And I like to just remind them how much better Atlanta is. <laughs> so I say if you're from if you live somewhere different than where you grew up and you're going back to your hometown for the holidays, just mm-hmm. troll your family mm-hmm. with all the reasons why the new place that you're living is better mm-hmm. than where you used to live. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go over very well. Oh, oh yeah. wonderfully. You may even want to mention them, like how they may be a part of the reasons why the city no, that may be digging a little deep. you know what I love about Atlanta grandma doesn't live there <laughs> can you tell the holidays really burn me the wrong way no. these are some of my tips tools suggestions mm-hmm. for the holidays so you know take what you will that's some good coping mm-hmm. mechanisms mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. use it as you like I'm going to take those to heart this year because we're going to California oh okay tomorrow Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. I, I hope you're packed. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I'm going to have to uh, duck out, y'all. <laughs> and we're doing kind of wedding part two. Mm, Lily's okay. family is enormous, and we kind of had the East Coast wedding, and okay. then we've got the West Coast wedding sort of happening over Christmas. So there's a rivalry between the two weddings. Oh, yeah. It's very Biggie Tupac. So oh, I was going to say Montague Capulet. <laughs> that's amazing. Boy, I don't know why y'all switched bodies. That's, that's why we do this we show did. together. I was at a holiday party, and I was talking to this lawyer, mm-hmm. and he and a few of his friends have occasionally represented rappers. Mm, okay. And they were telling me about how suddenly when they hit, often folks will accept the contract too soon and say, $300,000, yes, sign right here, absolutely, when do I get the cash? And we always have to go, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, because if they start at 300000 they can probably go up to six fifty or mm-hmm. 7.5. But when you've been broke, which yeah. I can relate to, you get the first offer, and mm-hmm. I think this is why a lot of recording artists get mm-hmm. screwed so quickly. That's what happened with Taylor Swift. Because you go, oh my gosh, $300,000. Then he said, often an artist will go to, let's say, a club where they're going to get some sort of payout. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, they'll give you cash. Mm-hmm. And he said, ain't no banks open. It ends up being this dangerous thing where you finish a gig and you have all this cash, and what do you do with it? Yeah. So he's got this system which maybe I shouldn't reveal, where he holds the cash for them. Who is this? This is a lawyer that I know. Okay. Okay. Who represents several rappers, and a lot of them do this. Let's say they announce on Twitter that they're staying downtown at this hotel. They suddenly become a moving target for Mm -hmm. robberies and things like this. And this has happened pretty frequently. Yes. You know? Well, anyways, I tell you all this to say that 
we were talking about old school hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that I liked a tribe called Quest. And I was like, in the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was great. Oh, well. What, am I- <laughs> I've just, I've rolled my eyes so many times in the last sentence. There's so much going on that- there. I've learned a lot working on this show with you, yeah. and I felt like I was able to kind of relate to this dude in a new way. <laughs> well, I'm with it. Ignore George. Okay. <laughs> I'd be trying to find out more about these fistful of cash he has stashed around his office. Wait, who's giving you cash? What? Maybe I told the story a little too convolutedly. Maybe like the party promoter. I feel like it's like the party promoter. I heard Cardi B once say that she'd rather do random concert, like the festival circuit type stuff, than do her own concert. Mm. The money's faster and quicker, and she doesn't have to worry about paying for all the high-budget sets and all these things. I can imagine that a lot of times, a lot of people probably coming from just poor backgrounds or you don't have a lot of stuff. So when you get something for the first time, you're like, oh, like, I just want this. It's not. That's right. And I don't think it's a rapper thing. I think it's a human thing. He just happens to represent rappers. Rappers. He was talking about someone he knew that got $60,000. And the first thing they did, they got the check. They went to the bank and cashed it. And he him, rolled around in bed in it. He's their lawyer, and he's going, you're crazy. Put it in there. Leave it in the bank. What do you just deposit the money? But I said, imagine being so broke for so long. They've probably never – I've never seen $60,000 at once. All the things I'm thinking I can check off the list with $60,000 mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> I kind of understand the sentiment of maybe mm-hmm. parading around in it on your duvet. Yes. Parading around <laughs> in it on your duvet. Yes. You know, throwing money up in the air. and But I think you could do that with 500 singles and have just as much fun. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. The moral of the story is raise minimum wage people so that we don't have to have that's, fantasy. That's the moral of the story. I thought the moral of the story was Will was going to California. Yeah, I got lost. <laughs> this so, story took many turns. Wait. Thank you for bringing it back, George. <laughs> so y'all are doing your wedding in California. What, you need to hire an entertainer? And the entertainer? <laughs> Is that scene for cash? Yeah, they, he's trying to hire a rapper for $60,000 to perform at his Christmas wedding. Okay, I'm caught up now. Yeah. Got it. All right. Great. Yeah. Continue. I don't know how that got confusing for you. I don't either. Turns out T.I.'s available, so oh. he's going to fly out. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, great <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> you should call your friend who does birthdays. The chicken clown. The funky chicken. That's right. Yeah, yeah. George. I'm a little distraught, my friends. Kamala Harris dropped out of the presidential primary. Yeah. And she was mine in our political fantasy draft. I've got nobody left. Tulsi Gabbard. I've got nobody left. (laughs) You lost two people in a week. You lost Steve Bullock and Kamala Harris in the same week. Is it Kamala or Kamala? I don't know why I looked at Alexandria. I thought right, it was Kamala. Right, TJ, what was that about? Alexander, do you know how to pronounce all black names? Right, can we on time? <laughs> how we let TJ get both Biden and Birdie, I don't understand. Oh, this no. is the dumbest decision we've ever made. We never should have done it. I, I looked at your list today because I went back to revisit our list of politicians or whatever, and I was like, oh, poor William. He has no one. You have no one. Well, you have nothing. nothing. We have a few new <laughs> candidates, and I would like to request... Michael Bloomberg. Do you want to add Bloomberg to your roster? That's right. And I am willing to trade Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> She's got a whole country backing her, so, so I think you're pretty solid. We have had some late entries. Yeah. So Bloomberg has joined and Deval Patrick and Tom Steyer. Uh, we got a couple yeah. of billionaires who jumped into the race. So I guess if we want to pick someone 
now for moving forward, we could, right? Not TJ, of course, but everybody else. What? Yeah, Your that's fair. <laughs> you got Bernie, Biden, Booker. Oh, he has Booker too. Yeah, yeah. I have to All get the, the vegan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you know what? I don't think we can let him have another B. I I claim Bloomberg for mine since so many of mine have dropped out. Okay, wow. so you're taking Bloomberg now. If he becomes president, Bloomberg, I'll share my winnings of this primary <laughs> the with, winnings. You, with you. Yeah, if Bloomberg wins. <laughs> hey, That's so funny. He got a very strong endorsement from the Bill Maher show. Do you know who promoted uh, him? Bill Maher. <laughs> I'm sorry, my eyes just fell through my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bill Maher had on a very special guest who went all in for Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite TV court judge, Judge Judy. Oh, really? Endorsed I mean, Michael Bloomberg. So, I Well, I her. always vote how Judge Judy votes. Mm-hmm. So, so do I. Same. Done. Same. She's a smart lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alex, He's... you've lost a couple people, too. You lost Beto. <laughs> You're down to Andrew Yang, Elizabeth Warren, and Julian Castro. Warren is carrying everything. She's carrying yeah. everything. <laughs> My list is pretty tragic. I went to this party, and there was an Andrew Yang sign in the window. Yes. Oh. That's really in right now, to be in the Yang gang. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I was riding an escalator the other day, and I looked down, and I see this Yang gang sticker pass me by, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I might be a part of the Yang gang. You think you're in the Yang gang? Yeah, what you said. <laughs> be careful how you say that. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, that's why I was like, whatever George just said, because I know I was about to flop it or now, flip it. <laughs> Andrew Yang wants to give everybody... A thousand dollars a month, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a little stimulus. Even people that make a lot of money. Everybody, every citizen would get some money, but then we mm-hmm. would cut back on other programs. Yeah. So that's the theory: is that everybody just gets some money. I mean, I'd like twelve grand. Yeah, I'm not an economics professor, but wouldn't that just make the price of everything go up if everyone, you know, has a thousand dollars? I'm also not an economics professor, yeah. so I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> It'll know. make us all have an extra twelve thousand dollars. I think inflation would rise. Isn't that his whole thing? He's a numbers and science guy, so he can tell us these things because he's already figured it out. Or am I just making that out? Well, no, he started a tech company. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It's an idea, and especially if you look to the future of what happens when the robot economy takes over Mm -hmm. and we don't have half the jobs, Mm -hmm. then how do people sustain themselves? So this is one of the ideas to do that. So it's interesting. I like that he has a cash prize. One person's going to win $1,200 this year. So the Yang Gang's all basically playing the lottery over there. Did y'all see him the other day with that can of whipped cream? He was at this rally, and his supporters, one was on their knees, and he had his mouth open toward Yang, and then Andrew Yang poured a like, can of whipped cream into his mouth. I'm not sure that's yeah. a real video. <laughs> it is. And then another guy got on his knees and opened his mouth. No, no, no. Yang, this, isn't, Yang, this isn't real life. Yes, it is. It is real life, I swear. And then Andrew Yang's campaign manager came over and he's like, no, nah, I think we're done. <laughs> Look this up. Send I swear. Please yeah, yeah. If this is real, we'll be posting it. If it's pornography, we will be saving it for the After Dark posts. And Andrew Yang is having fun, though. <laughs> and we need a president to have fun again. Yes. Make America fun again. Make America fun again. He's going to Mar-a-Lago and playing golf. I think he's having the most fun of his life. <laughs> George, what's the update? In the lead is TJ. His team has pulled together 3,200 points. Yay. Just a lot of Bernie and Biden money that are boosting up TJ. Second place is Alex. You got 1,833 points. So you're way behind, but in second. 
And I'm Something. finally not at the bottom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've still got Amy Klobuchar, Mayor Pete, and Marianne Williamson in the race. That's a pretty decent line. Yeah. So I, I have, she's still in the race? Yeah, Marianne? Yeah. She hasn't dropped out yet. But she hasn't I, been in the debates. Debates are angry conversations. and <laughs> Yeah. She'd like a love panel, maybe a yoga class mm-hmm. where we work out our differences. We're all going to feel foolish when she wins. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> hey, oh. I'm still going Tulsi all the way. George, you told us all to prepare a gift. Tis the season, and we have these teams, and we've been rooting for them. And I thought it would be nice is for us each to think mm-hmm. of a great gift to give our candidate that we think would help them win. Mm, okay, I like that. Do you have one, Will? Basically, my only hope at this point is Tulsi Gabbard. I, like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz, would like to give Tulsi the gift of a heart. <laughs> She's a little rough around the edges. I also think she deserves a rebrand. You gotta rock the Hawaiian thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to see President Tulsi with a surfboard Mm -hmm. at the beach. Mm -hmm. Hawaii for president. That's what this is really about. Why did Barack win? He had a Hawaiian relative. He brought that Hawaiian chill. That's the reason he won, yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason. (laughs) He can surf. Tulsi, get the Beach Boys music, turn it up, get to Kokomo, get out the bikini, (laughs) and get out there and win the presidency. Yes. That's how you win America. (laughs) Make America surf again. Make America surf again. (laughs) George, what do you got? I have Mayor Pete, and Mayor Pete's struggling with this narrative that he's not attracting many black voters. I think that we have to help Mayor Pete break that narrative and make him cool with the black community. So for Christmas, I'd like to get Mayor Pete, a famous black woman, to be his BFF (laughs) and and to give him some cred. Of course, I instantly thought of Oprah and Gail, but they're a bit old for him. And so I kind of went through the ranks of who should do it. I think it's Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish and Mayor Pete and Chastin should become friends, and then she should open for him i think it'd be the best (laughs) campaign rallies Mm, i can see that i can see tiffany bringing out pete's relatable side Mm -hmm. alex what do you got (laughs) i'm like you i'm going for the candidate i think can pull it through and i think that's elizabeth warren i would like to gift her with a keurig I, you know, just something real practical. <laughs> yeah. She works a lot. She needs that caffeine. The K-Cups now, you can get environmental friendly ones. Uh, I feel like she's green. She mm. thinks about the earth. They have all these different flavors. She seems like she just wakes up in a different mood. Like Monday, I'm focused on the fiscal responsibilities for the country. Tuesday is going to focus on race relations. Wednesday? environmental stuff like i really feel <laughs> she like, has a different flavor coffee for like each pumpkin week. spice on monday for the white people yeah. <laughs> and today i'm drinking a dark roast to appeal to the actor <laughs> what perhaps maybe a peppermint we like mentholated things you should be her coffee consultant oh cuban yes. coffee for the latino community oh <laughs> well we are taking you off the coffee list <laughs> yeah. you do not get to you're not on the coffee list. committee <laughs> my gift would be a keurig that's awesome. very good tj what do you got <laughs> i was having a hard time coming up with a gift idea so i resorted to goop what is paltrow's holiday gift guide and I was going down it, and I saw an item, and I was like, I know who this is for. Bernie needs something to rally his supporters back up because they were so fired up. They were more mm. energized. Yep. I thought, 
a gravity flight suit training for <laughs> a good uh, six thousand four hundred fifty dollars, and he could learn how to fly with this flight suit at his rallies and get everyone excited, like and Turbo Man. Yeah, uh, and get everyone <laughs> excited and rallied up. As soon as we see him flying up in the air, we're like, "Wow, he's ready for anything." That's the yeah. healthiest man in the world. And you know what? He's got sixty-five million dollars, so he yeah. can totally afford it. Exactly. Does this thing actually fly? It's gravity flight suit training, so I don't know if it comes with the Oh, suit. just the training, yeah. not the suit. Uh, yeah. oh. He does need the training, though, because if you see Bernie come down in a gravity flight suit in <laughs> Iowa, yeah. you're voting for Bernie. You're right. Exactly. You're right. Oh, this is the president that can fly. I'm voting for the flying president. <laughs> yeah. right. We're in an age where pomp and circumstance effectively <laughs> win you the presidency. Yeah. So you're right. Exactly. Step it up, Bernie. I love it. This brings us to the end of another episode. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to the show. Tell a friend about the show. We really appreciate the folks who tune in every week, and we really want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Facebook at Funniest People I Know. Leave a comment there. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Have yourselves a hilarious week.